welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Amanda Ferret. She's a certified advanced EFT practitioner, an emotional wellness counselor, the founder of Value Yourself Counseling and an international speaker. I'm so excited today to have her on and we're going to talk all about her journey from what made her want to become a wellness counselor and a practitioner and kind of how she's gotten her start. Hey Amanda, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on. I just love talking to people and it's just like fun to get to hear everyone's stories. I'm excited to get to share mine today. I am too. Um, So we can actually just start from there, um, kind of from the beginning. Well, I've always worked in kind of social services, family science, mental health. My undergraduate degrees in family science from Montana State University. but I'm actually a proud grad school dropout. So I was working on getting my master's of social work and it was going, okay. I mean, there were some bumps and snags like happens when you're in grad school, but then I started to have a lot of loss and it started with my dad losing his battle with cancer. And then within a 15 month span, I literally ran out of fingers and toes to count my number of losses on over the last few years. And I wasn't taking time to attend to my own mental health. I was doing things for my physical health. I was doing other things. You know, I was checking all the Mm -hmm. boxes in the other aspects of my whole person wellness, but I was not taking care of my emotional um, well-being. School, learning how to hold space for everyone else's well-being and solve everyone else's problems and create a better world for everyone else. And finally that imploded as life tends to do. Yes. When you're not, you know, <laughs> tending to all the things and spinning too many plates. And so I took a break from school that turned into me realizing it needed to be a permanent break. And my mental health actually got worse before it got better. It That's was quite the journey. How it is. Right. Because I finally gave it the space it needed. And it was like, well, I need this much space. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know you needed that much space. <laughs> And thankfully being as resourced as I was, I knew to get myself a therapist and I started to kind of dig my way out. Um, and, but it came with some, some new things, you know, I became mildly agoraphobic. I actually didn't feel safe leaving my house unless I knew where I was going. It was a safe place that I'd already been. I knew that there was, you know, who, like it was very controlled, right? So like maybe my therapist's office and a few other places, um, with friends, um, but then that even kind of shifted, you know, I had something happen in my life and those friendships all shifted. And so it was this up and down roller coaster for a couple of years of like, okay, what's safe, who's safe. Um, and then I was working my way through it. And then life kind of showed me what my new path was meant to be. I had, unfortunately, a friend die by suicide. Uh-huh. And not only was he my friend, he was actually my best friend's brother-in-law. And so I went home and was helping their family kind of, you know, cause they're a second family by choice of mine, you know, I'm auntie yeah. to my best friend's kids. And, um, so just jumped in and started, you know, doing all the things I could being a listening ear for anybody that needed it, helping with the kids, making food, doing all the things. And cause I grew up in a family actually impacted by suicide. I had an uncle die by suicide before I was oh. ever born. And so my dad had sat us down very young and explained what suicide was and that it's never the final option. And so, um, after being home for in Montana for several weeks, I came back to Oregon and I was like, 
you know, I'm not completely depleted by all of that. I attended to everyone else's grief and did all the things. And I still managed to take care of myself. So I've obviously grown. I've obviously resourced myself. I'm obviously in a place where I can give back. What does that mean? Like, how can I re-enter? Because I knew I didn't want to go back to school. I knew I didn't want a nine to five. um, Because also I, because I hadn't attended to my emotional health and some other things have got my body, my physical health had depleted and I was now disabled. And so I was like, okay, can't do a nine to five. What can I do? All right. My dad was very entrepreneurial. I inherited some of his entrepreneurial spirit, (laughs) but what does that mean? So I met with a friend, you know, like who wants to hire a grad school dropout, right? Like who, what do I, what can I do? How do I market myself? So I met with a friend. You still had your, you still had your, um, undergrad though. I did. And so, and years of experience, right? Tons of lived, exactly. very hard, very real experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause I've worked in mental health and I've worked in some very tough environments. I've seen a lot of really, really traumatic and rough things and helped people through really rough and traumatic things. So I'm like, okay, how do I put all this together? Right. That education piece, the lived experience piece, my own story. Yeah. Right. And so this friend of mine that was a business coach, we tossed some ideas around and we were like, oh, well, what about a grief and self-care coach? So that's what kind of started out. I started as a grief and self-care coach. And then I realized, you know, I was starting to get out and network and then COVID hit. Okay. So right as I was, you know, pushing all my boundaries and getting past all of the things and going back out into the world, the world shut down again. And I was like, oh no. So I need to make sure I'm taking care of my mental health and I still need to learn how to build a business. Well, wonderfully, everybody pivoted, everybody things online. And I met some wonderful coaches where I was like, okay, I get to learn how to actually run a business. Well, in that one of the business coaches I met and was following brought on someone that does EFT tapping. And I joined in on the session and she started tapping. We were following along and immediately, and I had done all sorts of therapies, right? I'd been doing therapy with an actual therapist. I'd done hypnotherapy. I'd, I'd done EMDR. I'd done all the things, but within just a few minutes of tapping, I felt a huge energetic shift in my body. It literally felt like the weight of the world had been taken off my shoulders. Tears were falling and it felt like the key had finally found its way to the lock. And I said, this is what I need for my healing. And this is what I want to do for other people in the world. And so sure enough, this woman, of course, was launching her training her next round for practitioners. And I said, here's my credit card, sign me up. This is what I want to do in the world. And so went through her program and now I'm an advanced certified EFT tapping professional. And I also was like, you know, I spent a lot of money on grad school, even though I didn't finish, I learned, I was like more than halfway through the program. Yeah. So I was like, I, but of course I left in trauma. So my brain, our brains are very beautiful things that are very much wired to protect us. Yeah. So of course, having left grad school in trauma, it buried all the stuff including all that knowledge I'd paid a lot of money for. (laughs) So I found a certification program through eCornell actually for a wellness counseling certification. And I, according to the description and the people that I talked to, it sounded perfect to unlock all those things from grad school that I had buried. Yeah. And so I took that as well and kind of into 2021 graduated from the advanced EFT practitioner training, got my certification from Cornell and value yourself counseling was born. 
That's amazing. So the counseling and when you were getting certified, this was all during COVID. Yes. That's so cool. This was like a time for everybody to really get out there and to really be able to start businesses, actually. Yes. Well, do my own deep inner work. It's continued to be yeah. a journey of my own continued healing and, you know, again, learning how to build a business, learning what I made of, learning what it right. takes, all that trial and error. And it's been, it's been very interesting. You know, it's had its ups and downs, but again, that's why I say I'm a proud grad school dropout is I found the path I was meant to be on. And it wasn't through finishing school or checking all the boxes that, you know, society often thinks makes us think we have to check. I got to check my own boxes and do things my way. And I love that because it honestly, there's so many careers and jobs that like they, they want you to get your degree, but more because it's a standout, but really a lot of these jobs and careers are experience-based and it's like, you can't necessarily learn it all in school. We have a lot of people that are disregarding the trade industries and there's not enough youth being funneled into our trade schools and our trade markets. And we're going to see, I mean, we're seeing it everywhere, right? There's job, there's lots of jobs, but not enough people that want to fill the jobs. And, you know, those tech jobs, those, you know, industrial jobs, those trade school jobs are what make the world go around and we can't we can't survive as a humanity without them. And so I'm all for, you know, and I had a younger brother who he was not meant for traditional education. He would have been a trade school kid. Um, life handed him a different path as well. Now he's running our family ranch. Um, but you know, like I'm all for, you know, I was supposed to be the kid that did take the traditional path in the family. I was supposed to be the first (laughs) one that took the traditional path. And it was really hard to keep going with that after all those people that had pushed for that traditional path that had already yeah. passed away. And, you know, I have to believe that I'm where I'm supposed to be helping those that I'm meant to help. And I think also this whole traditional path, I think that's changing anyway, especially with COVID. Right. I think yeah. that for sure has changed everything. Because so many people are doing the online, a lot of people are doing the online businesses or like the coaching or any of that. And that's gone huge. Well, and the shift I want to see in the world is I want to erase the stigma around mental health. I want to see more people and people are realizing like we've been, we're in the start of the third year of the pandemic and people are like, I am emotionally fatigued. I am, what is this? And it's like, Well, it's actually anticipatory grief and it's a lot of other things. And so there's now conversations to a degree that were never being had around mental health and emotional wellness and what it means to actually truly do, you know, radical revolutionary self-care and people are pushing back against employers and pushing back against these patriarchal capitalistic standards of BS that are like, you know, meant to just make us these productive little hamsters on the wheel. And they're like, no, I'm going to rest. No, I'm going to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I watched a, a video clip came across my feed this morning of a woman who her boss called her. She'd called in sick and it was for a mental health day. And her boss basically called her and was giving her attitude about taking a mental health day and how it looks bad for the company. And it's bad for report. It's, and it's like, 
And she said, well, then I don't need the job. She's like, if this is how you're going to treat somebody right. that's trying to take care of their mental health, I don't need the job. And I was like, good for her, you yeah. know, and granted that takes a lot of privilege, right. And if, and courage and things to do that of and then have the means to do that. But I think the more of us that step up and stand up and say, no, my emotional and mental well-being is more important. Yeah. Then we can have a cultural shift. I think, yeah, that's, that's true. And that's um, because mental health is just as important as physical. Like it's all yes. part of it. Right. I'm a very whole person wellness. So you've got financial, spiritual, social, mental, physical, it's all, you've got to look at all those components. And if you're not taking care or spending, you know, time doing self-care in each of those aspects of the wellness wheel, eventually, if you don't have all the spokes of the wheel being tuned to one of them is going to break and the wheel is not going to work anymore. And you're going to fall apart. Like I did back in January of 2018. Yeah. Um, so where do you see your business going in the next year or two? Like, where would you like well, to see it all? I would like to, I'm actually going to be launching, um, well, by the time this airs, I will have launched my first group program and hopefully, um, I'm going to speak it into existence that it will be full and successful. Um, but I just want to keep helping more women heal. I kind of joke that my tagline is I help women make peace with their past, fall in love with their present and get excited about their future because in the EFT, which stands for emotional freedom techniques, the tapping work that I do, I can do past memory work. I can do parts of self work. So I can help women go in and heal and rework emotions around their traumas. And those really difficult, dark spaces is where I like to work. I like to sit with people in those hardest, most difficult, darkest moments, because I've been there yeah. and I was alone in those moments. And I don't want anybody else to have to think or believe that they have to be alone in those moments. And I kind of joke, my other thing is that I'm the badass of holding compassionate space because I can sit <laughs> with you in those really hard, really difficult moments with the most love and compassion and hold that mirror up for somebody and be like, no, this is, this is the reality. Like we're going to look at the reality too and help them then get themselves out of that darkness. I love that. Well, I'm so excited for you and your journey and I can't wait to see how it goes. I hope your group, I'm going to help you speak it into existence. I want your group <laughs> to be successful too. Um, this is like the part um, in the episode where I like to switch gears and play a game to get okay. to know you. And so it's just five quick questions about you and just rapid fire. Awesome. So what's your favorite drink? Green tea. Ooh, that is good. But I get this green tea from a place that's called Purple Rain, which as a Prince fan, I love, but it's got the butterfly pea flowers in it. So it turns purple. Wow. But it is, uh, it's delicious. I absolutely love it. That sounds really cool. Um, what's your favorite TV show or movie? My favorite movie of all time is Labyrinth, which if you weren't born in the 80s, you probably don't know it. It came out in 86. It's a Jim Henson movie. And my dog is actually named Ludo after one of the characters, but <laughs> it has always been and always will be my favorite movie. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and what is it, some advice you'd give to your younger self? Just keep going and learn to trust your intuition. And five words to describe you. Tenacious, loyal, um, let's see, tenacious, loyal, hardworking, fun-loving, and compassionate. I love that. And the last one is, what does success mean for you? 
you know, I actually have this poem by Ralph Waldo Emerson called Success Framed. And it's a really beautiful poem talking about how you get to define success for you, whether that means you've made someone's life better. And so for me, it really is being that ripple in the pond. And if I can impact just one or two lives and make them better and make them have lived an easier, more loved life or feel loved, then that is success to me. Well, thank you so much. And now where can we find you? So the easiest thing, because there's always new things happening, is my campsite bio link. So that's just campsite.bio slash VYC. So the initials of value yourself counseling, VYC, because that's always going to have my most recent links and updated information. Perfect. Well, that will be in the link, um, the description below. And thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope you had a great time like I did. And I hope the rest of you guys liked listening to her story. I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.